If you turn to Second Timothy verses uh, chapter four, verses six and seven. The word of God says this. For I am not ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. This is Apostle Paul speaking right before he's murdered. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And I have kept the faith. And if I can just focus on those five last words that he spoke. Is I have kept the faith. And in times past, when someone preached something I'm preached on, I get kind of nervous. But now I learned that it's just confirmation what the church needs to hear. And my title here today is Keepers of the Faith. Keepers of the Faith. If we could pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this awesome opportunity to come into your house to magnify you, to praise you, God. Lord, I ask you today that you anoint me one last time, God, just for a few moments to to preach the word that you give me. And then you can toss me aside until you seem fit to use me again for your kingdom, Lord. God, we love you and always appreciate the things that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you just give me 20 to 30 minutes of your time. When when you preach about faith, I I don't know if it's an unwritten rule or not, but you feel like you have to mention Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter. Um, Faith, it said faith, and I think it's Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. And there's another scripture that says we walk by faith and not by sight. Just from those couple of scriptures, we get a kind of a, what a fundamental basis or, or fundamental principles of faith. It is to believe without seeing. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I cannot imagine what eternity looks like. I don't know what streets of gold or walls of jasper is like. And I've never seen God. Never seen him. I've never seen an angel. My first cousin, Joey Ryan, he, he told me when he was younger, he, he told me he was able to, uh, God allowed him to see angels walking through this church. And I just never had that awesome privilege or opportunity. But nonetheless, when it comes to the things of God, it requires us to believe without seeing. But let me say this. When you do see the demonstration or the manifestation of the power of God, that has the potential to increase our faith. 2010, uh, we was at um, CCYC. Bishop Doug Wright was preaching. And he does such a phenomenal job that I think the first night message was there was no such thing as little snakes, right? And then there was a second night, I don't recall. But on the second night at the altar call, I was sitting there and um, just responding to the preached word of God. And all of a sudden, a woman right beside of me started dancing and speaking in tongues. I'm thinking, God, whatever you did for her, I want twice that. <laughs> and then I was tapped on the shoulder. And an older lady said, hey, you go to Glen Ferris Apostolic, right? I said, yeah. Pastor David Bounds is up, my pastor. He said, go tell him. That this woman that's dancing in the spirit, she's 19 years old, and she was born deaf. 
And that night, God opened up the sound of her ears where she was able to hear for the first time. Brother Penn, she was able to hear the sound of a melody, of a song. And I remember so vividly at the end of the service, she was on that phone weeping and crying because she was able to hear the voice of her father and her mother. See, church, when things like that happen, when we see the demonstration and the manifestation of the power of God, it has the ability to increase our faith you may be seated so we we know what faith is and brother john did such an incredible job he's a much better speaker than myself and he just does a lot and i appreciate it but um if I could sum this message up in a topic sentence, is there is oppositions to our faith. There's oppositions that we, that we come across. But every, every opposition that comes our way, we must be a keeper of God's faith. We got to be a keeper of the faith. We can't let anything to steal the faith that we have towards God and what he is going to do in our life now and in the future. Uh, my first, uh, how many, we all here work, right? Have you guys ever had a coworker that just would pick you out publicly, would yell at you, belittle you, had a person who was in negativity? You know what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? Yeah. So I was working at Riverside High School, and most of you guys know I'm a substitute. And I had a two-week job contract. I went in uh, my first day. I, I done the rooms, cleaned the rooms. And there was this particular woman there who was over um, all of the custodians on evening shift. And for whatever reason, Brother Brad, she would always pick me out, man. She would yell at me and say, Josh, are you doing your job? Because if you don't do your job, I get in trouble. And I'm not going to get in trouble for your carelessness. I was like, God, I said, listen, you know, I, it's okay. I do my job. I, don't worry. I make sure everything's good. Day after day after day, I mean, I'm not even kidding. She constantly came at me. I remember one day, Brother Matt, she got literally six inches from my face and pointed that little finger and started chewing me upside one, upside one way and another. And Brother Tommy, I had it, man. I said, God, I do not have to stand for this. I don't want to deal with this woman. I'm going to put her in the place. The Bible says I can be angry and sin not. But as soon as I said that. Now, God didn't like that, by the way. The Holy Ghost smoked me. I said, if son, if you say one word, you will lose your witness. I said, man. All right, God. So I went back. The next day, I come in, man, Brother John. I went straight to the rooms, and I made a beeline. I wasn't going to talk to her. I was just going to do my job and get out. And as I was walking, I looked back in the corner of my eyes, and I saw her walking right after me, man. She had made a beeline to the room where I was at. And I said, God, I know you said I can't say nothing, but this is getting a little bit tiresome. And as soon as she stepped through the door, there was tears in her eyes. And she said, Josh... I know you're a man of prayer. I know you're a preacher of God's gospel. 
if you could please pray for me that I have some health issues in my body. And could you pray for my brother who's in a hospital church? I never once disclosed to her that I was a man of prayer. I never once disclosed to her that the God's call in my life to preach the word of God. But when we are keepers of the faith, the Bible says we are a house that sits on a hill. We cannot be hid. When we are keepers of the faith, the same people that comes in your life, that gives you grief, are going to be the same people that come to you and say, hey, I know that I'm not being good to you, but I know that you're a man of prayer, and I know you're a saint of God by the way that you act, and you're going to lay hands on them, and I believe that there's going to be people in this house that lay hands on individuals, and when they pray, God is going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. I believe it with everything in me. Do you ever know, Brother Matt? Do you ever notice? Every time there's a disaster in our country, every time something goes wrong, 9-11, Kobe Bryant dying, different, uh, different events, we are notorious. The country is notorious to turn it back on God. But when the rubber meets the asphalt, when something bad happens, you can go on CNN and SBC. They tell you, please pray for our nation. Seek God for our nation. So deep down inside, don't tell me they don't believe in God. Don't sit there and tell me that they don't know who to go to. And when that happens, we got to be keepers of the faith because God's going to use us to minister to those same people. You may be seated. Is this making sense? You know, it would have been incredibly awkward if you guys said no. <laughs> I guess you're a pastor saying, Pre- just preach, Brother Josh, just preach. And the second opposition of our faith can be fine in Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. This is where, right before Jesus was going to be, uh, uh, be captured by the Roman soldiers. He was sitting around with the disciples. And he looks at Peter and said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desire to have you that he may shift you as wheat. But notice what Jesus prayed. He said, I pray that your faith fails you not. He prayed for his faith because Jesus understood the importance of our faith towards him. And we can't allow um, people's flesh to come and try to take our faith. And we cannot allow the enemy to come in and try to steal our faith. Paul says in Romans 14, 23, And he that doubteth is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not a faith is a sin. It goes in accordance with Hebrews 11 and 6. Brother John quoted, because without faith, it is impossible to what? Please God. We first must believe he is, and he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. And if the devil can come in in our life and cause hectic, when we begin, or when our faith begins to regress, then he knows that he has us. That it's only a matter of time that we fall into the trap of sin. But Paul, that's why Paul says in Ephesians 6, chapter 12 through verse 16, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in an evil day. And having all done all to stand, stand therefore, having your lions guard with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then Paul says, above everything else, not to say that the other parts of the armor are not important. But, he's, but he says, above everything else, take the shield of faith that you should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We need to learn how to uh, minister unto our faith. Now, Roman soldiers, I'll just give you a little, uh, commercial break here. Uh, Roman soldiers, the first um, parts of the, the first shoes that they constructed, it was comprised of six layers of animal hide. And woven tightly together. And it, is, it was said that this shield literally becomes almost as tough as steel. But in order to use that shield on a consistent basis in battle, they had to apply oil to that shield. Every morning that shoulder would get up and go right to the shield and begin to apply oil. And if he didn't, what would happen is when he would go out and fight, his shield would begin to crack. And that soldier may be able to withstand the first blow of the enemy attack, maybe the fifth blow. But ultimately, if they don't take care of the shield by applying the oil, then that shield is going to crumble. And when they're in facing against the enemy, they are surely going to die because they have not one shield to protect them. Without being said, without being said, we have to minister unto our faith. Brother Josh, how do you do that? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. I don't think it's necessary for us to come to church twice a week and just listen to the preached word of God. I believe there should be times when we're home by ourselves, going to work, or a uh, time you can set aside when you hear preachers preaching to you. Uh, I listen to Pastor Aaron Bounds, Pastor David Bounds, different ones. And when you begin to hear the preached word of God, faith literally begins to increase. Just like the soldier applying oil to the shield, we begin to apply a, a, a strength to our faith by hearing the preached word of God. You know, um, one, you know, just for a quick example, I, I was listening to a preacher. His um, name was Brother Scott Graham. And he was preaching a Sunday school conference. And um, while he was preaching, he talked about this little boy uh, who, went to, uh, who was going to an apostolic church Sunday school every morning. And one particular Sunday, school, uh, Sunday morning, the teacher began to teach about prayer. And that little hand lifted, and, uh, and that little boy asked the teacher, How do you pray? What do you say? I don't know what to do. And that teacher just looked at him and said, Honey, if you don't know what not to do and what not to say, just begin to speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. Just say, I need you, Jesus. Well, later on that week, that boy began walking home, and all of a sudden, there was this group of dogs came out of nowhere, and they surrounded him. They began to bite at his flesh. Blood was going everywhere. And in that moment, the only thing that that little boy can think about was when I don't know what to do, to speak the name of Jesus. And so he said, Jesus, 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 I need you, Jesus. And instantly, the mother dog came in between those, her, uh, the dogs, the puppies, and the boy 
boy. And that mother dog wrapped her legs around that boy to shield him from the bites of the dogs. When you hear things like that, when you hear the preached word of God, don't tell me it doesn't increase faith because God is not a respecter of persons. If he was able to work on behalf of that little boy, he can work on our behalf. We just got to be a keepers of the faith. We got to constantly enrobe ourselves with the word of God. We have to preach or we have to hear preaching. You know, I love Elijah. Man, I told God one day, I said, God, I'm jealous. You know, he got to go away in a chariot of fire. I want to go in a chariot of fire. And up to this point, God has not spoken to me about it, but you know, it seemed that neither here or there. Elisha, David, so many pioneers of the, of the word that went through things that I can never imagine. And I, my next statement is not to discredit or um, disrespect what they went through. But church, they don't come close to impacting my soul as much as you do. It's because I see you daily. I see the struggles. I see the pain. I see the temptation that came your way. But here you are on a Sunday morning, day after Christmas, if I may add. And you still are following after the voice of God in your life. Just seeing your life and what you do increases other people's faith. He said, by faith, the elders gain a good report. And how many are thankful for the elders are here today? have just one last point here before I come to a close um, the last opposition is on mine right uh, am I the only one where you find yourself having faith that God is going to do a work in other people's life but maybe not having that same amount of faith that he's going to work in your life you know what I'm saying I'm trying to be transparent Hey, it's hard, but we cannot allow ourselves to slip into that poisonous mindset because the enemy will love to convince us. Our flesh will love to convince that he does not care about our needs, that he doesn't see the pain that we go through, that he doesn't see the journey where it's tiresome and how everything seems to fall apart. If we're, if we're not careful, we begin to question the will of God. We begin to question his word. Second uh, Corinthians 10 and 3 says, For though we walk in flesh, we do not war after through the flesh for the weapons are not carnal but mighty through God to the pouring down of the strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ anything that slips in our mind that is not of God instantly we should have one reaction and as I rebuke you in Jesus name I rebuke it in Jesus name listen to what Philippians 4 and 6 says be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brother, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, 
and whatsoever things are just, and whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be, be any praise, think on these things, whatever is just, and whatever is true, when you begin to fall into that mindset that God doesn't care, you need to go back to the word and say, God, uh, he, God says, I, I, David says, I've been old and uh, I've been young and now I'm old, but I never see no righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. We need to tell you, you need to speak to your mind and say, listen, uh, uh, God is never, God will never leave me nor forsake me, that he is with me to the ends of the world. Don't ever allow yourself to get in the mindset that says God doesn't care where I'm at and who I am. And if you could stand this morning as the music comes. There's three, I spoke on three oppositions this morning. People's flesh, the enemy, and it can be even all mine at times. We got to remind ourselves every day who God is. We got to remind ourselves what he says in his word. And we got to listen to the preached word of God. We got to minister to our faith. And uh, um, if, if some of you here today, I would ask everybody who will come to this altar, just spend a few moments and say, God, maybe you was like that one guy when God tells him all things are possible. And his response, Brother John, was, I believe, help my unbelief. Maybe you're out there today that says, Lord, I believe in your scriptures, but please help the unbelief in my mind, in my body. Maybe some of you here today that's been going through a long journey, just come and pray and while God will store strength into your body. And if you're here in this house today and you're in need, and you're in, um, in need of something for God to do, faith without works is dead alone. And when you take a step to the altar, that is a leap of faith. And God is going to respond and reward you because of your faith towards him. And whatever you need here today, God will bless you. So again, I ask all that will come and spend a little time in his altars asking God to refurnish our faith, to give us strength for the next battle. In Jesus' name.